Thanks for downloading this IMSA Radio podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be broadcast, reproduced, or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by visiting imsaradio.com or search for IMSA Radio wherever they get their podcasts. The Porsche Deluxe Carrera Cup North America on IMSA Radio. 36 of the 37 cars that we were expecting on the track. Yeah, we did have an incident in qualifying yesterday for Elias de la Torre. It looks like he will not be taking the start of the race today. His bright yellow Porsche, number four, not on the grid this morning. So we are missing him. And we did have two additional changes to the lineup. Varun Choksi and Michael Cooper, both runners in the pro category, have been moved to the back of the field. So we'll need to keep an eye on those cars as they make their way forward. Will Martin is on pole position for JDX Racing, who have two cars in the top four. Tom Sargent is alongside for Michael Ray Racing. Then it's Riley Dickinson, the man who wrapped up the championship with four rounds to go at the last event for Kelly Moss Racing. Alex Sedgwick from the UK alongside. So two Brits in the top four as well for that JDX team. Then it's Jason Hart and Michael McCarthy, Sean Varwig and Jamie Libra. Uh, Bailey Hall, new coming to the championship. Welcome, Bailey. He's come all the way around from the other side of the world where he's been setting things alight in the Australian uh, Carrera Cup. Then Travis Willey uh, for the top ten. And in the classes, PJ Hyatt and Efren Castro are on the, the first row of Pro-Am. They'll line up in 16th and 17th position. And in Am, Mark Varmi battling as ever with Scott Noble for that Am championship. And as the safety car goes across the line... We have started the clock, but there will be a further formation lap. In the championships, Shay, uh, the AM is... The AM category is the one that's still being disputed. Correct. And I was told yesterday by the people in the know that the championships are very much provisional. Even though Riley Dickinson and Efren Castro cannot be caught, they could still be penalized. So they need to be on their best behaviors. They've accrued more points than anyone else can gain to try and catch them. But that doesn't mean that they need to just sit back and take their foot off the throttle. They still need to behave properly, i.e. don't go through the paddock on a golf cart 50 miles an hour and take people out at your leisure. But in the AM class, Mark Fame is the defending AM champion. He does have a lead of now 20 points after qualifying, getting the additional two points for the pole position. Can gain an extra point today with fastest lap as well as points for winning the race. But it is Scott Noble, the man who has been on a charge for the last five consecutive races. He's taken pole and fast lap, and the last four in a row have been race wins too. So we need to keep an eye on both the number 10 of Scott Noble and the 43 of Mark Vame, both cars from MDK Motorsports. So the clock, let me just make this absolutely clear, the clock has started, so effectively we are under full course yellow. The uh, the number four car has not made the start as we have documented for JDX Racing in Elias de la Toro. Just about this part of the circuit coming up the top of the hill uh, towards the corkscrew. Elias lost control of the car in tricky conditions in fairness yesterday. Hit the wall on the left-hand side. Did quite a lot of damage actually. Uh, He's fine as far as I know. Yep. We've had no updates about that. Okay. 
Well, that will hope to see Elias back for the final two rounds at the circuit of the Americas supporting Formula One. Now, despite the fact that this is effectively a full-course yellow first lap and, the, and we've started the race, we're hearing that we will start side-by-side side on the front straight for the initial start. Of course, if we have the intervention from the Porsche... Uh, the Deluxe Porsche safety car uh, further through the race, it will be single file. And the guys are lining up rather nicely now. Very slow to pair up. They were very nicely packed up, but now everybody falling into formation and side by side through turn 11 as we complete the first lap, but we are set to begin the first racing lap. Now we must watch for people breaking the ranks here. There's almost a touch on the front row between Will Martin and the number nine car, the black car, to drive us left. The green flag is being waved and it's side by side looking through the rest of the field I think we're okay for certainly three quarters of the field Scott Martin immediately trying to get on terms with Mark Ramey the blue and white car the number 10 has to try and get ahead of that uh, purple and yellow car further back down in the AM category but our pole sitter Will Martin for JDX Racing holds on Riley Dickinson through from the second row up to second position showing his championship credentials and he brought Alex Sedgwick with him Tom Sargent back to fourth off that start after starting in the second place Riley is angry this morning trying to get up to the head of the grid once again he finished his qualifying session probably three or four laps too early the track was still developing and getting faster there is a drying line there it's slick tires no doubt so they are using their allocation of three sets of Michelin slick tires but offline it looks a bit treacherous it doesn't Riley goes through with the oh, corkscrew and goes off taking Will seconds. Martin with him through should go Tom Sargent because Alex Sedgwick could drop back to fourth position after going through turn five that was a very messy complex of corners as Riley just went straight and Will couldn't turn to hit the apex Meantime, third place car of Alex Sedgwick coming through. No, it's, it's Tom Sargent who's Tom leading Shonda the way. Fourth, yes, that's right. There he goes. Tom Sargent, then Michael McCarthy with the phenomenal start. Jason Hart is in third, then is Alex Sedgwick in fourth. So what a change of positions we've had early on. Sean Barwig is up to fifth as well. It's a really good start as the 28 is off and Riley is in the pits. Riley Sarge. has damage to his car. This will finish. This could put a finish to an incredible uh, succession of results for Riley. He has not been off the podium all season. He has not been off the podium since Road Atlanta race one last year. Uh, just saw a quick look at the... Oh, and Will Martin stopped. Will Martin has stopped out uh, on the circuit as well. That's the JTX pole sitter. Uh, that is at the bottom of the hill hasn't quite got it into pit lane he tried to make it behind an orange overlap though john i yeah, appreciate that that's so good effort from will martin the jdx driver to try and get the car out of harm's way if he could have just doubled back there he could have got back into the paddock so five minutes gone with an opening lap held uh, under full course yellow conditions because of the cold of the track and we are going to see the bright red deluxe Safety car again at the front of the field. It's been scrambling from scrambled from the end of pit lane, and it will pick up the field as we have course cars on the track. And at the end of this third lap, it will be Tom Sargent who leads from Michael McCarthy in second. I think I just saw Riley out of his car on his shot of the number 53 sat in the pit me. lane. 
That would be Riley's first DNF in a season and a half. It's a right front suspension or uh, steering damage for Riley Dickinson. No, uh, sorry. That would be Riley's first DNF since Long Beach last year. Wow. So well over. Well over a season and a half. Yeah. There's damage to the left rear fender of Tom Sargent's car where that contact occurred up at the top of the hill. That might be the first big mistake I've seen from Riley Dickinson all year. I know he wants to dominate. He's got the championship wrapped up yeah, on the first lap. It's cold tyres, cold track, possibly a bit of a cold brain from Riley there. That wasn't the best decision-making I've seen him do. And he's put such a picture-perfect season together so far into the pit lane. Todd Perriott coming down. He's got some right front damage as well. Wonder where that got sustained because we've been behind the safety car for a minute now. Bob Mueller as well, by the way, was the 28 car, the Octavo Tequila racing machine that we saw moving slowly. Uh, uh -huh. I, I believe he has stayed out. Kelly Moss Racing yep. looking... Well, they gathered around the car. I don't see much going on with the white and green car. And no. the 89 Riley's has got out. damage to the right front of that car. Riley was out talking to Victoria Thomas, uh, co-team owner of that Kelly Moss dominant organization. And he was explaining himself. He didn't look very happy, though, John, at uh, what had happened on that first lap. Well, we've had nothing but good things to say about the season for Riley. He's been incredibly focused. He's provisionally wrapped up the title before he even started this race weekend. Uh, he'll look back at that, I think, and perhaps, perhaps he'll think that wasn't one of his uh, best moments of the season. But in the other classes, Efren Castro is still leading the way for Kelly Moss in the Pro-Am category. And in the AM, it's changed again. Scott Noble back to ah. the front in that series. And guess what? Two pro cars. Not pro-Am. Pro cars between himself and team owner, team leader, and defending series champion Mark Kwame. Great start for Scott Noble. Really impressed by Tom Sargent, by the way, not to lose his cool after on the start, dropping back from second to fourth, and then being in the right place at the right time to take the lead. Alex Sedgwick must have had an issue on that first lap. He didn't get the best of starts and dropped a couple of places straight away. But by the time we had the accident at the front of the field at the corkscrew, he wasn't there. He ran very wide through turn five and was off on the there runoff area. The new pavement, actually, that was there. And then he had a big wiggle coming back onto the track over the curves. Safety team in operated left front damage to a suspension and steering damage to the uh, number nine Paul sitting car from Will Martin. He'll be gutted by that. And that, again, that is, that is evidence of the run down basically side-by-side -side contact as Riley was coming through on the inside to the first part of the top of the hill corkscrew, the left-hander, and they've, it's been wheel-to-wheel -wheel contact that has broken uh, the steering at the front. Anya out there pushing the number nine Porsche, just showing that everyone within this organization doing their part to try and help get the cars out of the way. Efren Castro is the pro-am leader in what Shea likes to call the Spider-Man colours, the blue and red. Always distinctive colours from Efro, Efren when he's been uh, racing in the championship. He had a uh, very bright yellow and green car, had various two-tones, settled on this for this season, and 
thank you very much because we can always pick him out. Yeah, I don't think Efren will ever mind being compared to a superhero, and it has been a bit of a superhero drive for him. He was the Pro-Am champion in 2021. Last year, lost it by one point. Coming in this year, has it wrapped up a couple rounds early, so that's nice for Efren to be able to have. Now, of course, the guy chasing him in the championship is Marco Cironi, not here this weekend. Marco, we wish that you were here racing. We understand uh, the reasons behind it, but it means that Efren Castro gets this second championship without having to fight as hard and going until the wire as he normally would have. And while we're talking about drivers who aren't in the race, we do need to mention Sabra Cook, not here this weekend, still recovering from that incident at Indy. We miss you, Sabra. Uh, um, should mention that was a very, very big accident, not of Sabra's making. She was minding her own business, fighting through the field, uh, just towards the bottom end, the top 10, as I remember, yep. uh, Indianapolis. And another competitor lost control of the car, got on the grass, and virtually unabated racing speed, T-Bone Sabra's Calimos uh, Porsche. And we hope that we can see Sabra. In, in fact, she wasn't cleared by the medics. This is not Sabra's decision. It's not the team's decision. Uh, you obviously can't mess about with... Uh, with concussions and injuries like that so she wasn't even clear to fly here because she so wanted to be a part of this weekend. Sabra we know that you will be pining to be here uh, great season, take heart in what you've achieved with Kelly Moss uh, racing this year and we wish you well and if there's an opportunity for you to be back at the Circuit of the Americas I know that you will be there with bells on and we hope to see you there will always be waiting. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Team have said that. Scott Noble, what a second half of the season he has had in the blue and white number 10. I don't know what he had for breakfast before the races at Road, Amer uh, Road America, but my goodness, it has totally and utterly transformed his season. He wasn't doing badly, but since then, the results have been outstanding. They have been perfect. There's no way to argue it. Uh, his big blemish was not getting pole position yesterday. That's the first thing that we have seen out of Scott Noble that hasn't been ideal as far as this championship is concerned. Since the first race at Miami, at which he DNF'd, he won the first race of the season back at Sebring, getting the pole position then too, but then had a DNF the next round out. So he did have a bit of an up and down, but ever since racing at Watkins Glen, he got a pair of second place finishes, fast lap in both of those races, the pole positions, the fast laps, the race wins. He's been cracking them off. It's It's been fun to watch, Scott Noble. He came into this weekend just 18 points behind his teammate and team owner, and that is the number 43 driver, Mark Kwame, for MDK Motorsports. He is the MDK of MDK Motorsports. Mark took the pole yesterday. That's two points, so it's back out to 20. But with this and three more races to go, that championship is not over. No, no, it's far from over. And you look at Mark Kwame's relationship with this series, all he does is win. That song is perfectly appropriate for the driver of the 43 racing to end ALZ car. That car with five wins, well, six wins in seven races to kick off the season. Getting out of that winning form, though, taking home the number two trophy a lot of the weekends instead. Well, last year, he won one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten races. Only off the podium once this year he has not been off the podium but with only five race wins he's looking to make up for that a little bit but he'll take the championship even if he's only got five race wins i think he still likes those races oh, totally agrees yeah. and, and we often see that uh, um 
battle well up inside the top half of the field. Oh, yes, because there's nothing to distinguish. The cars are all identical. It's all about the driver's age. So it's not even to do with skill level as some of the other championships do. They do classes based on lap times. No, no, no. Here, it's only about your vintage, as I like to put it. So the drivers in the AMP class are of the finest variety of age. They, they have matured one. nicely. They yes. have. Well, we would hope so. Mm -hmm. uh, in the Pro-Am, it's still sort of in the middle there. And in the Pro category, it's below the age of 35. So it is a much lower bar. Uh, and it, the younger parts uh, of that pro category are all automatically entered into the young drivers' uh, if academies. They are below the age of 25, I want to say. Right. Yeah. Uh, and that includes getting some tuition on how to handle uh, PR and press interviews, as well as some classroom work. And, of course, gives you the opportunity to go forward to the Porsche Carrera Cup, the Global Carrera Cup Young Driver Shootout, and that would give you a contract to be a young driver in your development of your career with Porsche, and my goodness me, there's been some names who've come through that, many of whom are here this weekend as Porsche legends, actually. Safety car lights are out, and after a first lap schmozzle at the top of the corkscrew that has taken out our pole sitter, Will Martin, and our championship, provisional championship winner, Riley Dickinson, we are ready to go back to green flag racing. Elias de la Torre did not start the race after an incident yesterday for the number four JDX racing car. Todd Parriott, number 89, is in the pit lane as well with damage. So the remaining 33 come to the line of the green flag Toddy has decided it's warm enough to take off her jacket now and wave the green flag <laughs> with enthusiasm we've got just on 24 minutes still to go in the first of two Porsche Deluxe Carrera Cup North America races this weekend and steaming away at the front of the field with a great restart Tom Sargent for McElroy Racing new team in the championship and they have had a cracking first year they have. Tom Sargent with five second-place finishes to kick off the season has yet to find victory lane for that first time. But the car that I'm cautiously watching right now, Michael McCarthy, again, waving the flag for Kelly Moss, the lone car back up in the head of the pack. Well, Sean Barwick's there too. But Michael McCarthy never been on the podium this season. So currently in the second position, could wind up with his first win today, let alone his first trophy. At the moment, they are all bringing their Michelin slick racing tyres back up to temperature and pressure. The sun has started to peek through, but it is going to take a lap or two. I was talking to the guys yesterday just before qualifying. Uh, it's, uh, they thought it might be as many as four or five laps before they were at the optimum. Now, they've been going slowly behind the Carrera uh, 911 Carrera Turbo, so again, they will have to rebuild the heat into the Michelin racing tyres. Across the line they go then to complete what was uh, lap number eight, 125-0. Uh, that is getting towards, even in these conditions, getting towards lap record pace. It's a 24-9 from Trenton Estep set last year. And talking about the tyres not being up to temperature yet, well, Speedy Dan Clark scrambling around for grip in the number 64. Thomas Merrill in the 47 car right behind, coming in and actually nudging the back of him because he got purchased where Clark didn't, so this is going to be a very interesting restart. 
This is an absolute dilemma for all of the drivers. Of course, you want to make up positions, but you are putting your self in danger and your car when you go offline. Not only is it slippery there, but the dampness cools down the heat that you've just built up in those Michelin slicks. A big dive on from Dan Clark Brilliant. going down the inside. Great move, very clean on Jimmy Libra. That is for sixth place. And up to sixth then for Dan Clark in the Norris uh, Dan Clark in the Norrisport Rice Nichols car. Dan, plenty of ex experience around here in his uh, former racing life as an IndyCar driver. Been away from the sport for a little while, but he's tore back in the water with the uh, Porsche Sprint Trophy uh, last year and decided he liked it so much he was going to do a full season here in Carrera Cup North America this year. Classic overtaking manoeuvre down the inside there. That's Alex Sedgwick <laughs> fighting back in the red, white and black PT Autosports JDX car. Taking third away from Jason Hart and bringing Sean Varwig with him. Varwig is now up to fourth and Hart back to fifth in one corner. I was about to say we need to watch Jason Hart because he's the other guy who's won a race this year at the Glen. Uh, the other two race winners being taken out of the race already. So Jason Hart's the only guy who knows what it's like to win in 2023 who's still on the racetrack. Yeah, good chance of uh, getting a brand new winner for this year Alex Sedgwick then having moved up a position and nice nice that's a good story PT Autosports trying to get people who perhaps haven't uh, had the uh, experience trying to get them into motorsport a little bit wider a bit of bumping going on last time around turn Three. Travis Wiley and Thomas Merrill. I don't think that was uh, incidental or purposeful, I no. should say. It just happened. Eighth and ninth at the time of that um, coming together. Bit elbows out. Yeah. Bit of, oops, sorry, I didn't know you were there. Tom Sargent leading the way, has more than a second over second place, Michael McCarthy. And then Alex Sedgwick, Sean Varwick, Jason Hart. And is that Dan Clark now up ahead of Jason Hart? Jason's had a really rough lap. Yes, he has. The pro cars have the red numbers on the windscreen and on the side of the cars. There's our am leader just uh, pro am leader just gone through Efren Castro with the green, and we wait for the yellow numbers and that is the am category. Scott Noble leading that one in twenty first position. So pros are red, green Castro. He's having a really good run. Efren Castro the fourteenth position, one twenty five eight last time around, and we have a new race lap record. Tom Sargent last time around. 124.2, that better is Trenton Estep's time. I expect to see a 23 before the end of this race. Would fully agree with that, not only with the better track conditions, but with the heat coming into the track, we should see these times continuing to drop. Scott Noble is well clear from Mark Kwame, who actually has John Getz in his rearview mirror. So Mark Kwame fighting to hang on to second place in the AM class as it is right now. Uh, and that 20-point that lead will diminish very quickly if cars start to get between, between them. Only if they are other AM-class cars. That makes the big difference. So if John Getz moves ahead of Mark Womack, that would make a difference. Then we find Bob Mueller. We've got Michael Merritt, Tom Balamas, Grady Willingham, and Jim McCann all out in, on track in the AM-class. So there could be a big point swing today. There's the 20, There's the 23-9. That is the first time a Porsche Carrera Cup car has gone under a minute and 24 seconds. And you race lap records and that was on uh, the completion of lap number 10 
feel like you could be saying that every minute and a half. I, I think, I, think <laughs> I might be seeing that all the way through to the end of the race now, Jay. To be honest, Scott Noble with traffic behind him. The number 10 car leads arm. It's Jake Pedersen in the 85. Then Varun Chotsky, who's fought his way through from the back of the grid, remember? Well, and that's what I was going to mention, because so did Michael Cooper. Michael Cooper's already up to 18th position. That's impressive. He only has two Pro-Am cars ahead of him, and then he's completely caught up to the rest of the pack. Mark Kavami, who is currently in second, with space ahead of him. But John Getz is not that far away. Watch out for the Wright Motorsports number 57 car. John is coming. And who's that? That's uh, Tom Collingwood that he's dragging with him. The BGB Motorsport 69 car uh, in behind gets the next two cars to go up through turn six and under the Rensport Reunion 7 banner. Well, the first of those two cars is John Getz. He does not want to let uh, Tom Collingwood, who fittingly on the Rensport weekend is winning the hippie Porsche colours, which <laughs> is... Uh, the responsible adult's favourite Porsche livery. She wears the T-shirt with pride. But John does not want to let that car through. It does not affect his points haul if it was to end like this, but he doesn't want a car between himself and second place in his class. And John Getz is very good at this circuit. Last year, second and third in both of the races, so he knows his way around this circuit. He's comfortable here, and he's showing that with every single lap. John Getz doing Great job for Wright Motorsport. Slightly defensively into the hairpin at the end of the curving front straight, but he punches out, diamonded off the corner, corner really nicely there. He's last, that time, last time around, try saying that ten times quickly, was a 127.5, his fastest lap of the race, and he took a tenth of a second and more out of Mark Kavame, who also did his fastest lap of the race. That gap now down to just on two seconds between second and third. Collingwood in that purple and green hippie-coloured car. Uh, he is not in the arm fight, but he could actually influence it. Jason Hurt continuing to drop back into the clutches of people behind him. Travis Wiley, the next car on tap, and then Jimmy Libra behind him as well. Ryan right Yardley's there. Yeah. Oh, my goodness, this could be very bad for Jason Bailey Hurt. Hall in his first U.S. North American outing in Carrera Cup. He's been having to get used to the ABS, which they don't have in the Australian version. Uh, it is far easier, driver tell, drivers tell me, to go from not having it to having it, uh, from having it to not having it. And I, I absolutely understand that. Yep, then that is something that uh, our champion-elect will have to deal with when he goes over for the young driver's shootout, because those cars do not have yes. But whoever that is, and we expect it to be confirmed uh, before the uh, or at the end of the season that it will be Riley Dickinson. Unless he drives through the paddock with water balloons and throws them at people from a golf cart. Yeah, yep. indeed, yes. <laughs> or, or has a super soaker at the Night of Champions. Hey, you, nev you never know. That might be worth it. The, uh, he will get a, uh, some extra testing in a non-ABS car as part of the preparation before going to that young driver shootout. Talking about some of the young drivers through the years, Sasha Masson, who's still very much involved in that programme, actually. He's one of the driver mentors for the Asian Carrera Cup, which will have its final rounds in Shanghai in a couple of weeks' time. Uh, we've also had people like uh, Earl Bamba and uh, Kevin Estrick came through French Carrera Cup and, and, and got his 
young driver. Uh, Thomas Prining has done that more recently. He's been racing at Barcelona this weekend. Max Gemini, Matt Campbell, Nick Tandy, Patrick Pile. Almost all of the factory guys have yeah. come up through that uh, pattern. It can absolutely make a lifelong career. Your Bergmeister, who was been testing and developing some of the cars as well can make a career so bottled up at the moment behind uh, Jason Hart in sixth position he's just broken away a tiny little bit uh, but there's still cars sitting in there so sixth seventh and eighth then a little gap back to the silver and red car which is so every time I see it I expect to see the flying lizard head on the side yeah yep Thomas Merrill's car is very quick. He looks so aggressive out there. He's currently hounding the back of who is that right in front of him? Bailey Hall. Yeah. And he's letting Bailey know, hey, I'm That's here. Tenth. I'm, I'm here. I've, I've been here for a while. I should be ahead of you. I should really be ahead of you. Would you let me through? No? No. Okay. Well, maybe I'll try again later. <laughs> that is the battle for the final spot in the top 10. Track temperature coming up. And Alex Sedgwick now is the race lap record holder. The man from right in the centre of the UK with a 123.8. Been out of racing for a wee while. Looks like Dan Clark has come back to do a full season for PT Autosports with JDX Racing. Now, the battle... He's caught McCarthy. He's caught McCarthy. And in red, white and black is Alex Sedgwick. The white and green. This is the Kelly Moss racing scheme. So, we were talking about Riley Dickinson earlier on. He had a similar coloured car but without the pink stripes front and rear. But still representing Racing for Children's, which is a charity, a hospital based in the Wisconsin area. I believe it's not too far away from the Kelly Moss shop. Uh, but this organization has been on the side of so many championship-winning cars. Roman DeAngelis, uh, Jake Edson a couple of years back. Oh, yeah. Riley this year representing it well. It's sort of the, the chosen scheme, as it seems to be for the people who go through. They get a little bit of a boost from having all the children on board with them. Now, this battle for second and third about to be joined, I think, by Sean Varwig, another Kenny Moss racing car. He's come through the field nicely, just sitting in the background with another car with that similar scheme. And it's allowed Tom Sargent to pull away. All of a sudden... Tom Sargent's three seconds up the road. He's gone at this point. He just needs to keep his head down, not look in the rearview mirror, and just keep hitting his marks. But Sean Farwick is an interesting thing to be up in the fourth position because he's finished fourth once this year. He's never yet made it onto the podium. So if Sean Farwick can keep cool, maybe let second and third battle it out, maybe he could walk away with the trophy. Battle for second, heating up again to turn number three. Down the inside, Alex Sedgwick tries to poke the nose of his JDX PT Autosports car in. Slides the back end out of turn three. Now into turn four. It's not a break there, it's a lift. And you turn the car and you're feeling the front end grip there. Up through the sequential gearbox. The leader, Tom Sargent, already through turn five. Using all of the exit curb and the new-ish runoff there. Farwick is catching the battle for second and third. We're going to have three Porsche Carrera Cup cars battling for two steps on the box. Oh, McCarthy goes a little bit wide through the exit of six, just using more of the runoff than anyone else. That'll get dirt on his Michelin tires. It's very sandy out there right now, and that's allowed Cedric to close coming into the corkscrew. Uh, we're going to have four cars battling for two steps. Four. I think so, because Dan Car one. I, I think Dan Sport, the Dan Sport, the Clark, <laughs> the, the, the Nola Clark car. 
Nola Clark. With Dan Sport, like yeah. Dan Clark in the Nola Sport Rice Nichols car. It's a... Oh, problem. Just Tumble coming Armis. out of the farm car. Tumble Armis in the multicoloured machine. Uh, the flashes have gone on. They will clear themselves. Yes, they have. If the car stalls or if you have a, an issue, the four-way flashes come on automatically. You've got to... Uh, remember to turn them off, the team will have been talking to him, that was right in front of this battle for second, Sedgwick is good out of the Andretti hairpins but he can't turn that into a passing opportunity big slide from fourth place, Sean Varwig in the white uh, in the silver and blue car uh, sitting in fourth position as they come under the walkover bridge and Clark is catching Clark is catching all of them. There will be four cars battling for just two steps on the podium. Well, Sedgwick right now is coming off with the biggest momentum in the last four races. He's got three podium finishes, including a pair of third places from Indy. But Speedy Dan Clark was a name that we called a lot at Indy. He was second in the first race, fifth in the second. He's going to feel a bit aggrieved that he didn't walk away with two trophies from Indianapolis Motor Speedway. And clearly, he's proving he deserves to be on that podium once again today, catching up to this really good battle. Just under 10 minutes uh, to go. Uh, we should say it's 9.11 to go oh. at the moment. See how I just waited for that? 908, 907, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 6. I can play that game too. <laughs> yeah, yes, you can. Wait, wait till we get to 3.56. Oh, boy. <laughs> Nine minutes exactly to go then. That's going to translate into round about six laps, I would think, depending on where Tom Sargent is uh, as time elapses. Michael McCarthy and the rest of the battle for second, third, fourth and fifth. Some four seconds behind the leader now. Sergeant in the blue and white car. He's still having to push. He's not let off at 24-5 last time around. At 24-9 for Michael McCarthy. So they are just starting to pull back a little bit. And Sergeant was... Uh, a bit speedier last time around, and he's put another half a second into that battle for second and third. Well, and Sergeant will be catching up here shortly to two cars ahead of him. Uh, Balamas, he's already dealt with after that spin. That did happen right in front of him, but Grady Willingham, not that much further up the road. Neither is James McCann, so this could come into effect before the end of the race. Single cars, you would hope, should not be so much of a problem. Uh, round, right, crossing the start-finish line now, as our leader comes to turn 10, it are the two cars battling. That's Michael Cooper in the 33, and uh, alongside him is Veron Chodsky. So they, they've dropped back down. They came down the pit lane again. So did they get a penalty then? I uh, don't know if it was a penalty, but they were both in the pit lane together at very similar times. Right. Sean Varwig is closing in. Oh, here's Efren Castro dealing with Tom Balamas. Whew, whew. I thought that was a, a moment of threat for a Pro-Am leader, but no, he still has Stefan Rosinski and Nick Bull behind him before getting back to Chris Balomo in second in Pro-Am. Castro now up to 14th position overall. Nice. And in arm, by the way, Scott Noble has cleared off from Mark Varme. But the good news for Mark is that John Guts is another four seconds further back. Efren Castro doing very Efren Castro things today. Very quietly going about his business, leading the way, taking all the points he can get, setting the fastest lap of the category as well. That's another bonus point for Efren. Are these bonus points for calls and fastest laps? It might only be one point here, two points there. But it really does add up when we get 
close championship battles. Well, it does. And for Efren Castro, he doesn't need to worry about that, but he still wants the honor. He wants to be able to say, hey, I took 10 fast laps this year. Well, well there's an award for it as well. There's an award at the end yeah. of the season at the banquet. Two more races after this weekend, and they'll be on the tricky circuit of the Americas. On the Formula One weekend, where they yeah. don't get a lot of track time. No. So it makes certain drivers who call Texas home, such as Scott Noble, Jason Hart, uh, Riley Dickinson, very happy because they feel they get the home track advantage. These cars are spectacular uh, on any track. They are really showing off well, I think, here on this natural terrain road circuit at Laguna Seca. But I remember in the previous iteration of this championship doing a race into twilight there. And these cars, the, the previous versions of these cars, were spectacular. And these cars are much quicker. Here comes Scott, starting another lap, leading in prom. He can only do what he can do. Yep. And at the moment, if he finishes first at every race now for the next, the last four races, and Mark Kavame finishes second, that's going to make things very tight at the end of the season. That's when it comes down to the bonus points. So Scott Noble not getting the bonus point for the pole, that went to Mark Kavame, but right now he's got the bonus point for the fastest lap. So that brings the championship gap down to one point again, making it a 19-point spread between the two drivers. Race win, 25, second place, 20 makes it, uh, what would that be, 14 points between first and second. So it is going to keep going through all of these races. And the easiest thing for Kwame, beat Noble once. Yeah, finish in front of him once. But easier said than done. Cross the line for this in enthralling battle between Michael McCarthy and Alex Sedgwick. Sean Farming hasn't actually got right onto the back of them yet, but he's nearly there now as Jason Hart puts his fastest lap of the racing in the number 20 MDK car. And down the inside. Oh, they've gone off side by side. Sedgwick has gone down the inside at turn number three. And they've both gone off. A little bit of rally crossing from both of them. Sedgwick's gone on. And that is going to be a full course yellow with four minutes to go unless... We can get Michael McCarthy going again. There was steam and smoke coming out. It was a much better exit from the Andretti hairpin by Sedgwick. He goes to driver's right. He's there. He's there. He's absolutely there. Oof. Now, sort that one out, race control. I would not like to have to call that. McCarthy's I think Sedgwick is there. I think Sedgwick was there, but what was McCarthy supposed to do? He turned in to hit the apex. He could have turned in a little bit later. That's what race control will be wondering. He could have lifted off, but Sedgwick had the advantage at that point. The question was, would he be able to slow the car down enough to get it to go through turn three? Again, that's a big question for race control. This will put Dan Clark and Sean Varwig on the podium. And they were only a couple of seconds apart. We stay green at the moment. We've not gone to full course yellow. There's three minutes to go. That's going to be a couple more laps. Tom Sargent could do without the drama. But I think if we went full course yellow now, that would be all she wrote. Dan Clark was held up in that incident. So there's now nearly six seconds between the leader, Tom Sargent, and Sean Varwig in second. McElroy Racing leading from Kelly Moss, from Nola Sport Rider. Nichols from MDK and two top racing cars making up the top six. This will put Bailey Hall into seventh 
in his first Porsche Deluxe Carrera Cup North America outing. Nine points on debut for Bailey Hall. I know he's not in it for the full season championship, but that's a really good effort to come away with any points on your first attempt. Tom Sargent leading down through the corkscrew. Nearly a six-second gap back to Sean Varwig in second. Sean, stay calm. Stay cool, buddy. You're about to get your first trophy. Just keep breathing. I really hope they're not saying that to him on the radio. Race control, I think, have determined that... Michael McCarthy's Kelly Moss racing car is far enough away. I can see that the Bright Guards Red 911 Turbo is sitting ready to be deployed should it become necessary. But with under two minutes to go, I have not seen the safety car boards. It will be it'll be white flag next time around. That's what I was going to say. White flag did not wave this time by. So we get this lap and one more for Tom Sargent, Sean Varwick, and Dan Clark with good gaps between each of them back to the next in class. How about Efren Castro, pro-arm leader? He's going to be finishing just outside the top ten in 13th. And he's got a couple of pro cars between himself and Chris Palomo, who's got Kyle Washington trailing him at the moment, the 68, the 32, just going across the start-finish line. PJ Hyatt for Kelly Moss Racing in fourth position in Pro-Am. In the AM category, Scott Noble still leads it. Mark Varme has a comfortable four-and-a-half gap, a second gap in second in AM to John Getz for Wright Motorsport in third. Now, who has Tom got in front of him? That is the 63 car of Michael Murray, I think, as they're coming down to what will be the white flag for our leader. This is going to shake up quite a few things in the championship because Will Martin is going to finish 20th, Riley 21st. Points only go back to 15th. So that means no changes for our championship leader or third in the championship, but a big day for second as Tom Sargent sees the white flag. 2.23 miles of this classic circuit at WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca. You can say he might have looked into it with what went on ahead of him. However, you've got to be in it to win it. He avoided the conflagration ahead of him and he is coming home to his first victory of the season and it's a new name on the winner's trophy a lot more races have transpired this season than I thought it would take to get Tom Sargent his first win being yeah. perfectly honest on that I think I think the whole McElroy Racing Group would probably being honest would agree with you there Shay but a win is a win. They'll take this one. This just the fourth different winner of the season? I believe so, yes, because we've had Will Martin, uh, Riley Dickinson, Jason Hart, and now we add a new name to that list. Well, as I once said, that has been quoted back to me for a, a very long time after a Le Mans. There's a new name on the winner's trophy, at least for race one, Porsche. Deluxe Carrera Cup North America at Laguna Seca. McElroy Racing's Tom Sargent wins it from in second. Kelly Moss. Well, Kelly Moss would have expected to be up there, but did they expect Tom uh, to be second to Tom Sargent with Sean Varwick? Dad Clark brings home the third step of the podium for Nola Sport Rice Nichols. Then it's Hart, Yardley, Wiley. Bailey Hall in his first outing 
the young Australian hope makes it the second battle racing machine in the top seven. Then Tom Merrill, Alex Sedgwick fighting back the ninth with Jimmy Libra in tenth for MDK. Pro-Am taken by Efren Castro. He finishes 13th overall. Chris Palomo and Kyle Washington will make up the Pro-Am podium. And in arm, we're waiting for Scott Noble. There he goes across the line in the MDK at number 10. Mark Kavame should be coming through any second now in second position. John Getz had taken some time out of him in the last lap. No, Kavame goes through. So that brings that that championship closer together with John Getz making up the AM podium for Wright Motorsports in third. Would you like to know how the points have changed? Yes, please. In the AM class, Mark Vame still leads the way, 299, but Scott Noble now 285. So when he woke up, it was a 20-point gap. It's now 14 for Kwame and Noble. With Efren Castro's win, he now has 304 points, 90 clear of next in class. Then, in the overall championship, Riley still with the points on 308. Tom Sargent now firmly putting himself up to second, 187. Will Martin remains in third. No more points as far as his point earned for pole position. Alex Sedgwick still in fourth, but a lot closer to third now. It is still Hart in fifth, but further down the field, Ryan Yardley has jumped up a position to seventh. And Thomas Merrill and Sean Barwick are now on eighth place points. So a really good day from Sean Varwig. Well, what a way to start off the final day of Porsche Rennsport Reunion 7. The teams will get back to their paddock area and it is going to be big, big celebrations for McElroy Racing and Tom Sargent as he heads back to technical inspection. All of those results provisional, of course, until post-race technical inspection has been completed. And the good news for all of you and for us is that we've started this Super Sunday with Porsche Deluxe Carrera Cup North America. We'll finish off our coverage later on today as well with the second of the races. What a day for Tom Sargent. It's taken till the penultimate event of the year to stand on the top of the podium. And there will be some muted celebrations because they've got to go out and do it again later this afternoon. No champagne yet. You guys still have a lot of work coming up later this afternoon. Tom Sargent gets out of his number 17 McElroy Porsche for the first time a race winner in North America. Just the fourth different race winner of this 2023 Porsche Deluxe Carrera Cup North America. Babendum. The Michelin man giving the congratulations and the golden bib is the trophy for this weekend. Number 17 for the first time this season. First win for McElroy Racing in their first shot at this championship. And Tom Sargent is our winner of race one today here at WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Sega. This programme is a Radio Show Limited production. For more, check imsaradio.com and subscribe to IMSA Radio wherever you get your podcasts.